and welcome back to the ADHD Friendly Podcast. I'm Patty Blenderman. I'm an ADHD coach and I'm passionate about finding anything that creates a little bit more ADHD friendly in my life and sharing it with you in the hopes that it creates a little bit more ease in yours. Today, I'm going to be talking about a tool that I have in my personal owner's manual called a reward menu. So I want to just highlight how rewards can be used to help incentivize us into action and get things checked off and hit our goals with a little bit more ease. So I'm going to start with a quote. And this quote, I don't know where it originated from, and I believe I've tweaked it over the years, but the quote is, incentives are the secret sauce to succeeding with ADHD. A lot of the clients I've worked with over the years um, really do well identifying and building in rewards for the things that they're working towards. But I've had also a number of clients who don't really resonate with external rewards, um, really more intrinsic. So just, you know, for the satisfaction of having done it is reward enough, or, you know, just feeling that, that, that sense of accomplishment for doing something. If that feels like enough for you and you're checking things off and, and getting things done with these, that's fabulous. If you need a little bit more to create some sparkle and interest in what you're trying to get done, I'm just going to encourage you to maybe explore what might feel like a reward that would work for you. And I'm going to share some examples in the hopes that it just gives you some places to just notice if there's some energy that you might want to put into creating a list of your own to pull from. So I'm going to start with a couple of different examples of reward menus. And the first is just a simple, this is more for a, a child, um, but honestly, everything on here could be used for an adult. Um, even the playground picture could be used. So I'm going to hold up a picture. If you're listening to this, I invite you to check out my YouTube channel, ADHD Friendly Podcast, where you'll be able to see the examples. Um, but this is just, you know, a bunch of little pictures that are representing the rewards. So there's a, you know, walk on the beach, a movie night, ice cream, iPad time, um, even the playground, like if there's something that's fun and playful for you, having a list of things that feels rewarding that you can give yourself permission to do as a reward for reaching a certain goal or finishing something up that you were trying to get crossed off your list. The next that I'm going to share is a checklist reward menu. And this is actually a PDF that's available in the show notes for this episode. I'm sharing this tool for you if you want to just use it as a jumping off point or maybe a way to um, notice what you would put on your own. And this, I have some categories. So I have like food or snack category, beverages, exercise, entertainment, and then some social or other. The part I want to highlight here as I'm holding up is having examples. So if you just have exercise, if that's something that you find rewarding and you'd like to allow yourself time to do, get really specific. So have examples of what types of exercise feel rewarding. Um, or what types of food or snacks, if that's something that you would build in. The easier you make it for your brain to be able to put a reward in place, the less energy and effort you're going to need to decide what a reward could be. And that's a very key point because a lot of times with ADHD, you know, we're taking a lot of energy and effort into trying to get started. If we are still struggling with motivation and, and just being able to, you know, do something that we're feeling some resistance towards, if building in an incentive or a reward would 
would support us to get it checked off with more ease would that's great. But if we don't know what that reward could be, that's going to require more mental effort. And that by itself can create enough resistance to just say, you know, what, I'll think about that later. I'll, I'll have to figure out what reward could work and I'll just do it later. We want to make a reward menu as a tool that we can tap into to make that easier for us to put in place and support ourselves. So the last example I'm going to share is one from my palm from this was the first reward menu I ever did when I started my personal owner's manual years and years ago. Um, but I, I just, I'm a, I like mind maps and flow charts. So this is more of a mind map. Um, I call it my treat yourself menu. And it's just a list of categories of rewards that work. And I have some for like inside outside, you know, being really specific I've noticed over the years really helps. So if I have an outside reward where I, I feel like I want to be active, but it's snowing outside or raining I need some options for inside. Um, I also like to break down how long an activity takes. So for example, if I'm going to reward myself by watching a movie, I mean, I always have time to watch a full movie. So maybe I have a list of um, little TED talk clips that I can play. So they're you know shorter and I can, I can pick something that's not going to have big as, be as much of a time commitment. Um, I have a category on here called five minute quick, quick treats. So, you know, maybe like shopping online and putting things in my wish list on Amazon can be a five minute quick treat where I'm, I'm like, I'm going to look for one thing to put in my wish list. So I have a definite ending point instead of, I'm just going to look until I'm tired of looking, which can end up derailing me getting anything else done the rest of the day. So the more I noticed about what works for me and what doesn't work, the more I can customize my own um, reward menu. So it's working the way I need it to. So I can tap into it with more ease. Um, the other thing that I want to highlight is often with ADHD, we um, we need more frequent rewards um, and we need them to be sparkly. So the same reward over and over again will become a little dull over time, potentially. It doesn't mean that rewards don't work anymore, but just mean we need to sparkleize them. So for example, like I love iced tea. That's often something that I'll reward myself with. And if I want a really sparkly tea, I might build in time to go to Chick-fil-A and get a Chick-fil-A tea. And that would be even more sparkly than the tea I make at home. Or I, I like lemon in my tea. So if I have, you know, a fresh cut up lemon, I'm like, oh, I'll have tea with lemon. And that, that feels more sparkly. But over time, that may not be sparkly enough. Or for the, the task, if it's a, a larger task, that's not going to maybe cut it. So having a menu of things I can pick from can really help. And, and acknowledging if something feels like, like, let's say I'm going to work on something for two hours, but I go to get started. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do this for two hours. Maybe I break it up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to set a timer for 30 minutes. And in 30 minutes I can stop and I get to blank. You know, I pick a reward. So I'm giving it a shorter amount of time to wait before I'm getting a reward. So acknowledging how long we're able to wait before building in a reward is key because if we expect ourselves to go longer than we can actually sustain before we are rewarding ourselves we're setting ourselves up to get more frustrated and that's something i never want to do so just acknowledging what you need and if you experiment you'll learn more and more where you might need to build one in and at what frequency you need to build it in. So I want to share another example around that. So in 2020, um, I ran the half marathon at Walt Disney World. And I did that because I really needed structure around trying to build an exercise routine. It's something I've struggled with on and off over the years. And I know 
that paying for something creates accountability for me and, and telling people I'm doing it at the point that it feels like it's going to support me can create that accountability. But the reward that I found really surprisingly sparkly was before I registered, I, I was able to look and see the medals that they were giving out when you finished the, the half marathon. And this was the, the, I'm just holding up my medal. It was a little Donald duck, um, half marathon medal. And I found this so sparkly. It was, it was like, literally I, I, I'm not a very, um, sports oriented person. I don't have a lot of trophies at all. I don't have any. Um, and so the, the thought of, of qualifying to, to be awarded this was very, very incentivizing. It really surprised me. And so what I did was, because I didn't have it, I, I took a screenshot of it and I printed it and I kept it on my calendar so I could see it. Now that didn't keep me running for the four months that I trained for it, but it did remind me of the long-term reward that I was working towards. And then I built in, you know, rewards for my daily run. If I was running that day, I had rewards whenever I ran, whenever I completed a run that I built in. And then I had certain milestones that I would get a bigger reward when I hit them. And then when I got close enough, I think it was about two weeks out from my run, I, I took post-it flags and I wrote down how many miles each run of the remaining training runs I had up until the half marathon. And I stuck them all around my medal, the picture that I had printed out. And every day I ran, I just took the flag off. So it slowly opened up the picture that I had printed out and put on my calendar. And I could literally see you know, I only have three more runs left, two more runs left. And it was just building the excitement and it just pulled me into it. And then this just became, you know, when I, when I was running, there was no way the day of the event, I wasn't finishing. I was absolutely locked into the reward of receiving this. I could not wait to be handed my medal. So that was a longer term reward, but again, building in the shorter interim rewards over the training period was really key. So that's all I wanted to share around reward menus and how they are often really that secret sauce to succeeding with ADHD. And I want to just encourage you to think about if that's sparkly for you, what would be on your reward menu? And again, there's a, there's a free tool PDF for reward menus in the show notes. I invite you to check it out and just customize it, make it work for you. And then I want to do a quick update. So I, I shared in my social connections um, the challenges with ADHD and, um, social skills episode a few weeks ago, how I've set a goal for myself to have 22 social outings in the year 2022. And last night I did my second outing for, I'm in the month of June as I'm recording this. And I did my second outing and it was a definite social challenge. I registered for a two hour, um, craft program at my local library. It checked the boxes of ease around um, where it was being held because I knew the, the venue and I knew the room that it was held in. So I was familiar with it and I knew I could navigate that with relative ease. Um, but it still had a lot of uh, discomfort going into it. Um, but what helped me again was that accountability. I registered. So I knew I was taking a spot. It was full. Nobody else was able to register. So I knew if I didn't show up, I was literally preventing somebody else from being able to attend. So that pulled me in. Um, and I also knew I said, this was my goal. So I, I, even though I know I have very few listeners on this podcast, it still held a level of accountability, um, to help 
pull me into following through with something that I didn't really want to do day of. Um, but I also had the reward because I had written down that I registered on my 22 for 22 social list. And I wrote down, you know, library craft program, but I, I wasn't able to check the box because I hadn't attended yet. And I did not want to have to come back and not be able to check that box. I didn't want to have to wait it out and find another activity because we're at the very end of the month and that was going to be hard. So all of those things helped to pull me in and the reward when I was, when I, when I went and I knew I was going to be able to come home afterwards and check it off was so exciting to me. It was one of those times that a check box really did fire up my brain and it, it served by itself as a full reward for going. I thought I was going to need a bigger reward when I got home and it really, that was it. So it was the first thing I did. I got home and I went and I checked it off and really just felt the sense of satisfaction in being able to acknowledge that I did it. I met my requirements that I set for myself, my goal that I set for myself for June. So I just wanted to update as I, as I promised I would around that social goal of mine. Um, so that's it for this week's ADHD friendly podcast, where I just shared how we can use a reward menu to just spice up what we're trying to get done with a little bit more ADHD friendly ease. Um, remember the best time to start your personal owner's manual. If that's something you haven't done yet, the best time was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. And a reward menu might be a wonderful first tool to add to yours. If you like this, I really do encourage you, please consider subscribing. I'm trying to reach 100 subscribers. Um, I'll have to maybe identify a reward I'll give myself other than the sense of satisfaction of reaching it and um, getting that custom link I can share with more ease. But I'm at last time I checked a few days ago, I was at 34. So I'm, I'm inching my way up there, but really I'm trying to get to 100. So if, if you would be willing to subscribe to my YouTube channel or follow me wherever you get this podcast, I really do appreciate it. Until next time, tally ho.